can join me one more time in the book of James, the letter. We're looking at verses 1 through 4. Uh, for our reading this morning, I'm going to read from the New International Version. James, uh, first chapter, looking at verses 1, 2, 4. I'll be reading from the New International Version. The Word of God reads, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Praise God for his word. You may be seated as you take your seat. Feel me announce this to your neighbor. Tell them, be complete. Amen. Make sure your other neighbor does not feel left out. Tell them the same thing. Tell them, be complete. How to be complete in the Lord is simple. It's to rely on him, uh, to keep your faith in him, or the good old song, hold on to God's unchanging hand. And the reason why we, he is, his hand is unchanging is God is the same today as he was yesterday and he will be tomorrow. What does that mean? That means he is holy, he is faithful, he is just, he is true. God's love for us is so great that his love will keep us and sustain us even through trials and tribulations that we're going to go through. So therefore, because of who he is, we can count it joy. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow, even though troubles may lie ahead tomorrow. Because he lives, I can face it. I can bear it because he has strengthened us through his Holy Spirit once we confess and believe Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. You see, James writes this letter to the brothers, to the brothers and sisters. As he's letting them know to the fellow believers we can consider it joy when we go through trials and tribulations. Why is that he writes to the brethren? Because he says, it's the letter says to the 12 tribes of Israel dispersed, uh, suggesting to us that this letter was one of the earliest, the oldest of the New Testament writings written between the, maybe of the time of 45 and 48 AD that James, the half brother of Jesus, wrote it to them in the time of persecution, in the time of tribulation, in the time that people were trying to kill them because of their faith. He told them to count it pure joy. At this time, uh, the letter came out, maybe not for us, but maybe them were thinking, how can I count it joy when it's a joy to the Roman citizens to put Christians in the, in the arena and have lions eat them? How can I count it joy that you are persecuting, cutting heads off because they call themselves Christians? How can I count it joy that I had to leave my home because of uh, my confession of Jesus Christ that I had to be dispersed? How can I call it joy? You're asking the right questions. Well, look what he says. He says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. I, I want to highlight here that he says trials will come. Y'all see that there? He says whenever they come, meaning they're going to come. So whenever they come, trials are experiments or testing or a period of testing. A test is done to prove our faith towards God. 
test will reveal how faithful we are to the covenant of God and our relationship with him. In an example, Paul was being tested. His faith was being tried as he's proclaiming Acts 20, chapter 19, verses, I serve the Lord with great humility and with tears, although I was severely tested by the plots of the Jews. It's showing to us that even Paul realized that as I was fighting to walk in this faith, the Jews were testing me. I had tears. I had suffering. I had pain, but I did not give up. I endured and pressed through. Anybody here understanding that? You got to press through sometimes uh, that when trials will come they're going to come on us and look they're going to come it says whenever they come and one thing i like about trials that is a period of time of testing trials come in different ways it says various trials diverse trials uh, another word means here that can be used as multicolored. in other words trials are tailor-made that they're made to test you not somebody else uh, I can't pass your test. You have to pass your test. And same way, the test that faces me, I'm the one who has to pass it. And what I want to point out to us that many of us have tests that have come before us that has been an issue for you, but may not been an issue for somebody else. I heard somebody says alcohol was never my problem. Well, that wasn't your test. It was somebody else's test. He had somebody else say, I've never had an issue with drugs. Well, that wasn't your test. That was somebody else's test. You had somebody say, money's never been an issue with me. Well, that's not your test, but it's my test here. Can I testify in here that many people realize that tests come in different ways. And so whenever they come, I have to be prepared to face them and endure them, knowing that my endurance will make me complete. But first, I got to realize there's going to be a period of time of testing. And so I can count it joy knowing that they're going to come and knowing that they're going to come. Look what's happening here. They're coming for my benefit. Hallelujah. Testing is for my benefit. How is it for my benefit? Well, it produces endurance. Anybody here need it some to get stronger? <laughs> Think about it. you work out. When you work out, you work out and you have to work for a certain amount of period of time in order for it to be a workout. You can't get on the treadmill for one second and say, whoo, that was a good run. It won't work that way. You got to be on there long enough that you start getting some cramps, you start sweating, you start gasping for some breath, and it tells you that you burnt the amount of calories that you need to burn. You need to be on there for a long time. Same circumstance is that I said a trial is a period of time. You cannot look for a shortcut out of the test. Mm, 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 mm. You have to be able to endure the test. And check it out, check it out. You are already able to endure. The choice is will you hold out? Will you trust God and have faith in him? Because you see here, it says it's a testing of your faith. Ooh, glory. So the period of testing is a testing of my faith to see am I about what I said I'm about. You have a lot of people that want to talk about it but don't want to walk it out. Uh, we can't say I, I love the Lord, but the next day you get on my last nerve, I'm the first one to curse you out. You can't say that he's been good to me, but sure enough, you need some help. I'm going to say I don't have time for you. How is it that I say I love the Lord with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my strength, and I love my neighbors, I love myself? We say that because that's what the Bible says, but we never practice it. Because as soon as you say it, check it out, check it out, then your test is going to begin. How faithful will you be? 
in our testing, in our period of time of testing, check it out. Troubles do come up. It's not easy. It's not, it's not easy to say that we love the Lord and live this life in this world full of darkness or full of persecution. But check it out. It, you should be able to endure because God has given us the strength to do so. So when we are enduring and we are steadfast, it's basically another way to define this word is basically that you have patience under stress. Mm. Patience under stress. The New Oxford Dictionary uh, defines perseverance as steadfast in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. Mm, That's good. That we should be able to persevere and push through no matter the difficulty, no matter the delay, in order to achieve the success. We should be able to push through no matter how hard it is. That when we see the task before, we say we count it joy because I know I'm able to pass this test. The word here, look in here. Now, the trial comes. The trial comes. It's a period of time of testing. Then if you look in verse 3, you see that there's another word there about testing of your faith. Now, this word is showing us this is, is not necessarily of the period of time, but this is one of proving. Simple point of, say, of tempering. Tests can be, understood, can be under pressure or to make one better as in tempering. Tempering is, a, is heat treatment of technique applied to furrow alloys such as steel or cast iron to achieve greater toughness by decreasing the hardness of the alloy. It is done by improving the hardness and elasticity of the steel or other metal by reheating and then cooling it. It improves the consistency or the resiliency of the substance or the metal by heating it and adding to a particular substance to it. What I'm pointing out, that when you're tempering metal, it's going through a period of time of process of being heated and being cooling in order for it to become harder. I like this. That as we become harder, as we become stronger, we're able to endure more. That's why when you get those cast iron uh, pots and, and hammers and other metal, you want to be able to endure whatever's going to come on it. You don't want to get a hammer as soon as you hit one nail that breaks on. You don't want to get a pot and you put, as soon as you put it to some heat, it falls apart. So you, no, you want something that's able to withstand. Now, can I help somebody else? God is making you that way. That when something hard comes against you, it won't, you won't break. Though something heat gets upon you, you won't melt under pressure. You start finding out that God has empowered you and gave you the strength and the ability to realize no matter how problems are on every side, storms are raging, the winds are blowing, but yet you can trust in God and know that, God, I can make it through the storm. I, I, I'm realizing what's happening here is that you are making me stronger. Now, now Hebrews 12 chapter reminds us that nobody likes discipline while they're going through it. But afterwards, we can appreciate it. Can I help somebody out? Nobody here, if I, me included, likes to have heat put on us. But yet when heat gets on us, don't start worrying about the heat. Just think, thinking about God. God, how are we going to make it through? Sarah, Meshach, and Abednego weren't worrying about the fire. They're talking to God. Say, my God is able. They didn't see the fire. They saw God. Daniel didn't see the lines. He saw God. What I'm trying to point out is so many times we see the problem. We think of the problem bigger than God. We need to go to God. Say, God, how are we going to get through this? Because greater is he that's with us than he that is 
in the world. Through Christ, I can do all things who strengthens me. So therefore, why am I worried about when trials and tribulations, tests come, knowing that I have the power, the faith, and the endurance to make it through? So when God is testing us and, and seeing how we're going to, he's doing this because God desires for us to become stronger and tougher through the test. And look here, God is only doing this to make us stronger. In this issue of becoming stronger, God even did it with the children of Israel. He let Moses know, I got to test them to see if they're going to be faithful to me. I want us to understand that he said this to the children of Israel who are on their way to their promise. Now, he already knew where he wanted to take them. But he says, and as I take you there, hallelujah, I got to test you. Can I help somebody out? God wants to get you somewhere. And as he takes you there, he's going to have to test you because he wants you to become stronger. And so when you get there, you're pre- better prepared to handle everything that he has for you. I lost somebody. Let me help somebody out. You, you want a better job, you want a better life, you want a better car, but you're not taking care of what you already have. And so the test is, if you want a Corvette, treat your car like a Corvette. You want a Lexus, treat your car right now like it's a Lexus. Don't say, when I get one, I'm going to get better. The time is now. The time is now for you to say, Lord, I trust you, I believe in you, and I'm going to live right. So many times we want so much and make shortcuts that we say, as soon as I get it, then I want. But we need to realize that God knows when we need it, and he will give it to us when we need it. And so when we start working and trusting in him and saying, Lord, how can I get a better God? Well, you just need to be faithful with what I've already given you. And when you become faithful over little, he'll make you what? Faithful over much. That's a test. He's saying, how faithful are you over this? Great. Now here's your reward. But when you fail the test, guess what? You got to go through it again. You, you, same thing in school, right? If you pass one test and you want to pass it again, you got to go over it again. God is testing us to strengthen us so that we can endure and see the strength. Because you see that once this faith, this testing, this period of time of testing to prove our faith, it produces what? Perseverance. So the purpose of the test is to try my faith and build up my perseverance. So I count it joy because God is testing my faith and it's producing perseverance. And when it's producing perseverance, it's giving me the capability to make it through because we know hardships come. We, we, we've buried loved ones. We've seen loved ones die. We've seen tragedy come. But because our faith in God, that's how we've made it through. I, I, I've been to many funerals, and some of y'all been there with me that I've been with, and we are asking questions, why did this happen? Why did it happen like this? And many times I got to look and say, I don't know, but God is able. And that's the way we can make it through because we don't know everything that's working out. We don't know why some things happen, but yet we know that God is in control. And if he is in control, what do we have to worry about? So we just press on and trust in him because check it out. It, it could be hard on us. Yes, we could give in. Yes, we could give up, but then we won't get the reward. The perseverance produces in us what? That we might be complete. Y'all see that in the text? So let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You know what it means to be complete it means not to be incomplete. Incomplete means it's lacking something. Complete means it's not lacking something. 
God wants us to be complete, not lacking anything. He wants us to know that I have made you to be successful. I have made you to be my child. And look here, I sent my son to die on the cross for your sins so that you will no longer suffer death and penalty away from my presence, but you might be able to dwell in my presence forever and ever. Y'all should have said amen on that. Because you know that's where we're going to be in his presence. That's, that's the goal, to be in his presence. And in order for us to be in his presence, we had to be made righteous, and that was through Jesus. And, and since we have been made righteous, check this out, now we have to walk by faith. We have to show everyone that we've been called out, been set apart to live a life that's holy and pleasing unto God, that we're going to press on through this world, though it may criticize us, though it may knock us down, we're going to press on knowing that my perseverance is going to make me complete. And, and some of us can testify here that you realize as you press on that you don't curse as much as you used to curse. You don't lose your mind over the stuff you used to lose your mind over. You know how that one person used to get on your last nerve, but since you found Jesus, they don't get on your nerves anymore. You just pray for them. You might catch yourself rolling your eyes, and you catch yourself, and you say, Lord, forgive me. Because you realize that I, I, I got the power, I got the strength to endure. Your boss is getting on your last nerves, and back in the day, you might have sent an email to cut them down, but now you just pray for them, and you get on the job saying, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. These are the times that we have endured. We realize I become stronger. That it's easier for me to wash your feet instead of talk about your feet. It's easier for me to give to you than take. It's easier for me to build you up than to tear you down like you're tearing me down. Why? Because I'm doing it for the Lord's sake. So when we endure, we become complete means that we're not missing the character of our Father and we're resembling our God. We're being light of the world and the salt of the earth. And all this is possible because our faith in God, he will give us the power. Do you understand that when Jesus told the disciples, have faith in God, that when you look at that, look at that text that says, have faith in God, he didn't say have more faith. He said, have faith in God. And what I want to highlight to us that sometimes we get caught up thinking that it's my faith that's going to bring me through. But it's who you place your faith in. It's going to bring you through. I give an example. I'll say it again. One person can have no faith and one person can have a lot of faith and both of them walking on ice. It doesn't matter who has faith, who does not have it matter who is the ice reliable. Our God is reliable. And so when we place our faith in him and trusting in him, we can count it pure joy, knowing the tests that come to test our faith is only for our benefit to make us stronger like, like tempering metal so that when we go through hardships and pains, we are in the consistency, we are in the state that we can face it and we can make it. As I come to my conclusion, I want us to look, if you with me, at Hebrews 12, chapter, verses 1 through 2. I'm going to read it for, to us. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witness to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. Y'all see that there? 
It, it, it tells us that we ought to run with great endurance. Why do we run with great endurance? Because we, our faith is in him. Who is him? Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus? He is the one that bear the shame of the cross for the joy of us. Y'all see that there? says, Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross. Can I help somebody out that I'm what I'm trying to tell you? We can be complete because Christ made it for us. That he endured the test, the trial of the cross, but he saw it joy. Why did he see it joy? He saw the outcome. <laughs> Can I help somebody out here that you don't have to know always the outcome, but know that the outcome is going to be in your favor because God knows the plans he has for us and he has created us for good works. He sent his son to die to set us free so that we might be with him. Jesus came, said, I came to give life and life more abundantly. How can I be complete? I can be complete in him and only in him will I be complete. So therefore, as we're going through trials and tribulations, know this, that Jesus did all this for us. How can I not put up with a little bit of issues in my life? My blood is not being shed. My life is not being persecuted. If Jesus, for my salvation, endured the shame, the horrific pain on the cross so that we might know life, I sure enough can put up maybe being out of work for a little while. Not getting paid the ways I think I should get paid. Being in a doghouse every now and then because I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Having a honeydew list that's never going to be done. I could put up with some stuff. Dealing with some children that I got to say four times for them to get it right. I, I, I got to put up with every time I go to school, the teacher gets on my nerve and make me do extra homework. I can put up with some stuff knowing that I can pass each test and give God the glory by me being humble, by me surrendering and say, if Christ can surrender, if Christ can submit, how can I not submit and surrender and say, Lord, I trust you to bring me through with all these circumstances. So I want to encourage you to be complete. That you trust God that no matter what you're facing, you trust him. So, Lord, I could be more humble. I could be more patient. I could be more loving. I could be more gentle. I can show the fruit of the spirit and make it through these trials that are coming my way, knowing they come in different ways. They're tailor-made for me. So my test is not your test. Your test is not my test. But each one of us got to pass our test. And from the test comes the testimony. How we made it through. So what's your test? And when you face it, will you count it joy? And we see that, Lord, I'm going to press on. I'm going to endure. Because as you know, as you work out, the more you press, the more you endure, the more muscle you build, the stronger you become. And our God has given us tests to press us so we become stronger in him. And the stronger we come to him, the more powerful witness will be to our brothers, to our sisters in Christ to let them know that our God can make us complete. He can make us mature in him, that we can serve him in spirit and in truth. Every head, bowed, every eyes closed, let us.